0: in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating.
1: All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey... Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now.
2: What's up, y'all? Welcome back to Unfazed and Unbothered. I'm Tasia.
1: I'm Camo. And this week we are discussing relationships Friendships, romantic ships, anything in between ships, toxic, healthy, what you should and should not accept. Uh, You wanna?
2: Yes, I'm excited about this. (laughs) Um, I have so much I wanna talk about, honestly, um, with friendships and toxic relationships and healthy relationships. Um, For me, Fuck these friends. Um, I don't have very many, so uh fuck them all. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no, but seriously, Cam's like my only friend. But the reason why I'm like that is because I've had such bad experiences with friends um over the past uh, five years. And uh a few months ago, um I tried talking back with people, you know, that I was friends with years ago, or I've met new people and things just never worked out. And so I just enjoy being by myself, but also when you have kids, I feel like it's very, you have to be very mindful about who you allow in your life and who you allow around your kid's life. Um, Mm -hmm. People are very wishy-washy and that's fine, but I just can't, I can't tolerate that in my life, um, especially because I'm at a really, really good place in my life Um, and a lot of people are not happy for people that are doing good. They want to see your downfall, mm-hmm. and it's just hard for me to relate to people like that because even when I was at my worst, I never wanted to see people fail. Um, and so I've just realized that being by myself and spending time with my family and my my child is, you know, what I enjoy doing the most. and you know, obviously maintaining the friendships that I've had over the past couple of years, um like, for example, with you, And yeah, I still talk to people that I was friends with in high school and I love them dearly. Although I feel like as of right now, a lot of the people that I was friends with were just all in different places because majority of my friends, they don't have kids. And um, they're actually, well, I'm out of breath because I'm pregnant and I feel like I just ran a fucking marathon. So if y'all hear me huffing and puffing, I'm pregnant. Um, So anyways, there was a friendship that I had a few months ago and she actually had a child and she's very wishy-washy, you know, she was in a toxic relationship. And so sometimes she could hang out with me. Sometimes she couldn't. And I just got really tired of that. Um, and because one, it's not fair to our children to play with each other some days and some weeks, and then you randomly just
1: disappear. disappear,
2: And then you're like, Hey, months later, what are you doing? No, it doesn't work like that. That's just, I, my friendships mean so much to me. Um, like who I allow in my life means so much to me because it's very hard for me to allow people to see in in on my life, especially, you know, being that I post my whole life on social media, you have to be very mindful about people that are genuinely wanting to be in your life because they care for you and not the social media version of you. And I feel like it's hard for people to understand that. Um, Like one thing about, you know, me and my life, majority of the friends that I have, they were friends with me before social media, Or they had no idea about social media until they were my friend. Um, So it's easier to be friends with somebody or have people like that around you like that versus people that you meet offline. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, But so for me, um, definitely I prefer healthy friendships over the toxic ones. And I have made it very clear to Everybody that I have in my life, Um, if you show me more than, you know, a couple of times that you are not a good friend to me, or if you show me that you're bringing more negativity into my life than good, chances are I'm gonna cut you off.
1: There's no room for that.
2: Yeah, and literally I've done that to three people over the last three weeks, um, just because I don't have time to entertain it. And my husband helps me with that um, because he's very good at. I guess he's, he's very good at understanding that who's good for his life and who's not. And I look up to him in situations like that because he's told me multiple times, like, why, why do you keep talking to them if you feel this, that they're bringing so much negativity into your life? And I- Because
1: you don't want to disappoint people.
2: Yeah. And so I remember thinking like, honestly, like I really don't know. And so I just got tired of, of doing that. And I got tired of people pleasing and just doing things for other people and not myself, and I just like cut it off. Like, and for cutting people off for me, that's either unfriending you or just blocking you or telling you that like we we're not going to work out as friends. I mean, it is what it is, and I don't feel bad about that. Um, and so, and that's also, um, it helps you. I feel like over time, it's really helped me focus more on like myself and my self worth as well. Just because a lot of people will they're they're just your friends because they're bored
1: mm, and or they're dear. your
2: they're they're your friends for the season and so you we have ain't to got be, time for that no, we don't, and I'm sure you can relate to you've had a friendships that
1: oh uh, I've had so many friendships come and go, and I don't know the the thing that i you know try to avoid is people who constantly pull their phone out or want to take pictures. And it's like, girl, where was that energy prior to me having a following? Um, I have, I've had friends who weren't really active in my life two or three years ago, but we were friends. But they, they were like, they'd come and go. And then now suddenly they want to be my bestie. And I'm like, okay, red flag, number one. And then they get with you. And it's like constantly pulling the phone out and constantly wanting to make TikToks. And it's like, listen, when I am offline, I don't want to talk about social media. I don't want to, like, I really, honestly, this might sound um, conflicting considering that we put ourselves out there, but I feel like you're the same in this sense. Like, We are not just a a TikTok video. Like when we're offline, we're just regular people and I want to enjoy somewhat of a regular life. Like people don't understand that. When we when you put yourself out there, they expect to always get that version of you and they expect you to always have that energy and they expect you to just be a, a walking show. And like, you know, most days we are. But like I don't want to sit here and talk about videos all day and talk about oh, how can, how can I do this? Or how can, no, like, let's just have a healthy relationship where we like, talk to me like you would talk to any other friend, please and thank you. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. I don't know. I, that and like people who, out of jealousy, want to continuously bring up your past. Like I've had so many friends who will be like, when you'll get in like social settings of more than you know, a couple people, and they'll be like, "Remember that one time?" And it's like, "Bitch, I will punch you in your throat."
2: Yeah, I had that. <laughs> I had that problem with uh, family members.
1: That and, shit is so toxic.
2: And with uh, certain people that I was friends with, that's why. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm doing good now, and so if you are a friend, if you knew me back then, you you don't fucking know me now. Yeah. You know, you know what I allow you to know, but to constantly bring up somebody's past, that is like so not okay. Um, and I feel like, you know, some people will disagree with this and that's fine. But if you are if you okay, like for my family, obviously I I I, I did a lot of crazy shit. My family had to put up with a lot of crazy shit for me, you know, going to jail and being on drugs and drinking all the time and shit like that. But now that I'm not doing that, it's not okay to keep bringing
1: that up. No, it's triggering. And people yeah. don't respect that. And they want to make a mockery out of it. And they think that just that because you're you're online and you put yourself out there that they can just constantly throw it in your face. It's kind of like – it feels like they want to – minimize you and your confidence because you're in this group of people who most likely don't know that side of you and they only know what they see online and so they have this idea of you and then that person wants to come in and like ruin their idea of you by sharing these horrible instances of your past and the thing is is every one of you bitches listening has a past everybody listening has a past we all do nobody's perfect and I would not go around and constantly remind other friends of mistakes they've made because I am not a hypocrite. I know that I'm not perfect. Nobody's perfect. So why do you constantly want to put somebody down because you're not up?
2: Like I remember at my baby shower, um, with Greenlee, um, Ooh, I didn't mean to move the table friend, but at my baby shower with Greenlee, um, There were multiple family members talking about bringing up my past and laughing about it. And I could hear them. How is that funny? And I'm like, that's That's hilarious. This is my baby shower. Right. This is not a time to make fun of people. And so there's a lot of family members that probably, you know, wonder why I don't reach out. It's because you're a fucking asshole. That's why. (laughs) Um, And I don't, I don't care if we're related. I don't give a fuck. Um, Yeah, no. On my dad's side of the family- I don't talk to anybody. Um, I love my dad and my brothers, but I'm talking about like cousins on my dad's side and aunts and uncles. I don't talk to them because majority of them are toxic. The crusties? The crusties. Yeah, exactly. You're
1: real OG, remember?
2: Yeah. And just like on my mom's side, there's some people that I just, I don't keep a relationship with for certain reasons, but, and that's okay. And it's not many people. It's just, and it's not like I'm saying, oh, I just, I, I don't like them. No, it's just, I don't. If I don't feel comfortable reaching out or if I constantly feel like I'm being bashed or my past is being brought up or, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to have a relationship with people like that. I don't want to be involved with people like that because it does more harm than it does good and, you know, people, they, are, they get in their head and they, it's almost like they're selfish. Like, they're like, oh, but it hurt me because you did this. Well, think about what the fuck I was going through. You know what I mean? Because it's, yes, I obviously, in I love my family. Like I love my parents like that. They, and I'm not me, I'm not directing this towards them at all. They were hurt by my actions and choices. And I, they don't bring up my past anymore. And, but at first, you know, obviously when they didn't trust that I was going to continue to do good, they would bring up my past and it was triggering all the time. Because you're trying
1: to turn a new leaf. You're trying to move past that. And live a different life. And when you're constantly reminded of it, it's
2: It almost makes you want to say fuck it and do it anyway. Because y'all just keep fucking talking about it. You know what I'm saying? Like you keep talking about it. So I'm just going to go and do it. That's how I used to think before I had Greenlee. I got so fucking tired of people bringing up my past and shit. It was never, oh, what's going on? Why are you doing this? It was always like, oh, I can't believe you would do this. You're fucking stupid. You, you know what I mean? It was never like, let's figure out what's going on. Yeah. Um, And so – And that is just crazy to me. And so I feel like I experience this so I could be a voice for many people, but also so that I can do things differently, like with the people that I surround myself with, or I can view people's situations differently than the way that I I view my situations. Because most people, they're not very open-minded. They want to judge it how often they or how they would handle it or they're judging it off of something that they've never personally experienced. Yes, you might have experienced with a family member did but did you experience it yourself? So you can't really relate. Um so anyways, with that being said, um if people do that, then it's okay to separate yourself because yeah. I had to do that and it hurt people's feelings and there's times where I Well, do-
1: what do they expect if they're constantly putting you down? You can't be in like good spirit. Uh-huh. You can't be like, oh yeah, girl. I remember that one time too. I was a piece of shit. Thanks yeah. for the reminder. <laughs> uh, can you pass the, the 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 mashed potatoes, please? Like what? Like, <laughs> no, bitch. I don't want to sit here and relive my trauma. I don't want to continue to relive. These dark times of my life, I'm trying to grow up and I've made a conscious effort. You have made a conscious effort to be better versions of ourselves. And I don't constantly need to be reminded of my foolishness in the past. Like,
2: (laughs) It's also like when you're, for example... Yes, people are affected when you're using and abusing your body and you're in and out of jail, but you're really the one that's being affected the most. Yes. You're battling it in your head and you're you're the ones that's having to deal with this. So everybody else can just worry about themselves and let the person that's trying to get better get fucking better. For example, my uncle, you know, he's gotten clean for the first time in maybe 20-something years. It might be even longer than that. And he's been clean for a while now. And- he'll call me sometimes and there's situations that he deals with where people are constantly bringing up his past and I've had to tell them I've had to tell him if people do that it's it's something that they have to work out themselves it is okay for them to have their feelings hurt that is okay but what is not okay is for you to be being sober and and doing what you're supposed to be doing to get yourself right it's not okay for somebody to constantly bring up your past to try to get you down because that's not doing anything but adding negativity to your life and at this point in your life you need as much positivity as you can possibly get so if you feel that somebody is bringing negativity like that then don't talk to them until they get themselves right, right. and that might take years or it might be never because they don't want to they don't want to heal within themselves and work on themselves first that's not your fucking problem
1: no cuz they got their own shit too and they right. they need a They need to respect the process and they need to recognize that you have made an effort to grow. And so instead of being like, oh, yeah, remember that back then the conversation should be, you know what, Tasia, you have came such a long way. Like, I am so proud of the woman you've grown into, not, oh, remember when you were a piece of shit? Oh, fuck, yeah, I do. Thank you so much for the reminder. Like, how? why would they expect you – or me to wanna spend time around that type of energy. It's just so hateful and like y- acting like your shit don't stink, girl.
2: Yeah, you just don't do that. There's, there's a lot there's of a people a time that wanna place. point
1: fingers. And I'm like, girl, when they go low, I go lower. And that's why a lot of people don't fuck with me because when people wanna present that energy to me, oh, baby, you've absolutely met your match because I know how to push your buttons. And if you're gonna push mine, girl, I'm gonna push all your motherfucking buttons. And the,
2: you know <sighs> the thing too is when people do that, it's like if you're so affected by something I've done in the past. Because, for example, with me, I had to apologize to a lot of people. I had to make amends to a lot of people. I did a lot of bad things. Um, and what I mean by that is using and drinking and shit like that. I was a completely different person. I was fucking mean. I didn't give a fuck about what you had well, to when think. When you're
1: on drugs, you're not. You're acting out of character. Your morals go out the window.
2: Period. And so. But I, I made amends and I apologize. And so if I do that and you're still bringing up the past, then you need to take a step back and work on yourself. You know what I'm saying? Or Period. do Or or take me aside and let's work through this. But calling people out in front of everybody, it is it shows so much more about your character. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of things that I might be hurt about that somebody has done, but I'm not going to call you out in a group setting.
1: Time and place. If something bothers you that's something i i really don't like i don't like friends who want to put you on the spot like that and make it into a whole conversation in front of everyone like if we got beef or if we got something going on pull me aside and be like look that kind of upset me and i'll be like i'm so sorry let's move on Period. You know like don't sit here and embarrass me because I'm not going to do that but once you embarrass me bitch then we're going to go tit for tat till the goddamn cows come home baby because I'm I'm not going to tolerate that and nobody should. I'm not going to be submissive to any disrespect. Uh I will absolutely serve you back a dose of your medicine and it's just it's just not going to be ha- happy and healthy for anyone involved. So um <laughs> just accept that we're all growing at a different pace and we're all in different places. And if we, if anyone is making a conscious effort to grow and better themselves, then show support to that. Don't constantly remind somebody of the past because that's toxic as fuck in itself. Absolutely. But I think we should go on a break for I was about to say.
0: Period muffins, we'll be right <laughs> back, bitches.
1: All right, welcome back, bitches. So
2: (laughs) that was so like so aggressive. (laughs) Welcome back, bitches. Um, So we are going to dive into the relationship part, the toxic, Mm. the the good, um, what's cute, and what's not so gorgeous. (laughs) Wow. So for me, um, we've I've talked about this in previous episodes. I was in a really toxic relationship when I was around seventeen, and looking back, i I don't I don't think I was in love. I, actually, I really don't. Um, I think that I was very depressed and insecure, and this was also when I was going through my eating disorder. so I needed somebody um in my life. And so there's a lot of shit that I put up with that I wouldn't have put up with if I wasn't going through a certain time of my life. Um, mm-hmm. But for me, what really showed me that it was toxic was, The fact that, you know, the cheating that I talked about in previous episodes, um, you know, having to go through the phone, um, the multiple cheatings. I mean, I'm pretty sure he had slept with, like, three people in a week one time. Like, it was that disgusting. It was that bad. And How long
1: did you stay with him knowing that?
2: um, Probably for another year after that. Yeah, it was bad. Oh,
1: my God. When you have to look through somebody's phone, they're not the one.
2: And it got to the point where we started playing tit for tat.
1: Oh, yeah. So
2: if he did some shit to me, and it wasn't like this at first. The first two times he cheated on me, I was like, we can get over this. Bitch, you're dumb. Because nothing's going to change. But after that, after he showed me time and time again that he wasn't going to change, I started doing it back to him. And then he realized that I didn't give a fuck anymore.
1: He met his match.
2: And so I think that... He did. He did care about me. He just didn't know how to. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, like I don't. He had never been in like a real relationship either. And he just. I don't know. He was a fucking toxic human being. Hopefully that he's changed because God bless that motherfucker. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. Anyways, so we started playing like tit for tat and shit, and our relationship was toxic like that for two years. And it took me going to rehab to get away from it. And now looking back, I'm like looking at my younger self like, girl, you know what I'm saying? Girl. And he wasn't very cute and gorgeous either. So well,
1: once you've had a taste of like a healthy relationship and like real love, you like think, I'm sure you think back like, oh my God, the shit that I was allowing, like what the fuck was wrong with me? But like you said, you kind of needed somebody around and a lot of people struggle with codependency for m- multiple reasons, and um, you just shouldn't be allowing people to disrespect you or your body, and you shouldn't deal with somebody who is constantly sneaking behind your back and if you're having to go through somebody's phone, like i they're they're really not the one. Um, well,
2: he was also the kind of person too that would like cheat on me. Or do some really and then dumb accuse shit. You of it? No. And oh. then blow up my phone when I didn't want to talk. Or I or I'd say, Hey, we're breaking up. He would blow up my phone like psychopath shit. Like it was honestly kind of scary. And there was one time I was in jail. I had, I was in jail for violation of probation. And my car was at my house. And being that I was in jail, he wouldn't have thought that my car would leave the driveway, I guess. Well, my mom had been driving my car. Um for some, I don't really even know. She had her car, but she was driving my car for some reason. And um, I didn't realize this until I got out of jail. But I had, when I got out of jail, I was only in there for two weeks. When I got out of jail, I had checked my phone. He had been blowing up my phone. Like, I didn't know you got out of jail. I saw you driving your car because we were neighbors, right? And I was thinking, bitch, I've been in jail. Like, did you? are you that dumb? You could look up my name and see if I'm fucking booked still. Um, but anyways, and also we had a fucking iPhone and the text messages weren't delivering. So, why the fuck are you still texting me thinking I'm out of jail, you dumb motherfucker? Right. But anyways, so it was my mom driving my car. It wasn't me, you creepy ass bitch. you um, Looking out the damn blinds and shit like, oh, she's home. Shit. Hey. But <laughs> fuck. So, he had been like blowing up my phone. And I tell you, over a thousand text messages. I'm not kidding you. Over a thousand text messages. Okay.
1: What?
2: Asking for me back. Motherfucker, you've cheated on me with 25,000 bitches. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> you not don't.
2: Funny. Yeah, you don't but, want, no, uh, it's fucking hilarious as hell hmm. now. because I can laugh about it now because it's embarrassing, girl. Like, grow, come on. Are you okay, Tasha? Are you okay, hun? She was But man. I wasn't okay. I was fucking sick and suffering, bitch. Um, you know what I'm saying? I got out of jail and I got over a thousand text messages from a fucking psychopath talking about, I know I cheated on you, but shit, I miss you. I bet you fucking do, but you weren't missing me when you were in some other bitches. But anyways, thank you and God bless you. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, but he, um, that was really toxic for me. But, and I will say that it really ruined me for for many years., yeah. um, and it can definitely affect your relationships if you don't work on yourself. It really can, and you have to be very mindful of the fact that just because somebody just because one person's like that doesn't mean everybody is like that mm-hmm. but for years I thought that and I yeah. was very scared and I started like being the top like it's almost like he turned me into him
1: you know that's a thing that really is a thing people show you such a toxic type of love and then you know we only a lot of people are like a mere reflection of other people. And so when you are kind of like put in that situation, you're kind of like shown the ropes kind of. And then you kind of implement that toxicity. And that's so common. I've seen that again and again and again. Like you put your all into something and then you get played. And then you're, you you become the player.
2: Well, it's trauma. And I think like that relationship was more trauma for me than being sexually assaulted. And I oh. said that before. it was that bad. It was so fucking bad it was miserable like i remember one time like he we had we were going to go do something and he had hickeys on his neck like it was just really it was it fucked my head up really bad and so i literally turned into him and i started treating people like shit and then i realized i was like this is not cute like i started thinking it was cute to be this savage but i was like it's not cute cuz it you it makes you you don't feel good about yourself you're fucking mm-hmm. miserable you can't treat people like shit and expect good things to happen to you. And so it took me a long time to learn that I don't have to live like that anymore. I don't have to tolerate it. And I prayed for many years to not have to go through that again. And I got so tired of people doing me wrong and being in and out of relationships. And so like when I was in prison, I just prayed for like a healthy relationship. You know, I didn't I don't want to be involved with somebody unless it's going to be the person that I marry like I just got tired of it. And then when I got out of prison, you know, me and my husband, we link back up because, you know, we talked before I went or whatever, but we linked back up and everything has just been very cute and gorgeous. And I thank God for my husband every day just because we, we really are. We're in a healthy relationship and so many blessings have happened for us. Um, I'm so excited for the baby to be here. I mean, so, so much good things have happened for the both of us in our lives. We needed the time apart so that when we did come back together we could both be healthy for each other. Yeah. Because when we first met we weren't healthy for each other, but we also had a lot of shit to deal with on our own. Yeah. And so when God brought us back together we were both healed in and in a much better place. And so we I don't I don't know what it's like to to live the toxic lifestyle that I used to because I don't have to live that anymore. Yeah. And sometimes I wake up every day and I'm like Or I'll wake up one day and I'm like, damn, like I am at peace. And it's easy to be like, like my anxiety will tell me something's wrong and nothing is wrong. Everything is actually perfect, you know, like everything is very, very good. And I remember like years ago, like if things were going good, I would always be like, yeah, but it's still not perfect. Like something's wrong, something's wrong. But now I don't have to live like that anymore, you know, because everything like I'm at a peace and it feels good to be at a peace. But, you know, a lot of times, too, like, people are like, oh, she she's so lucky. She has everything. But, no, I, it took me a long fucking time to get here. You know what I mean? A lot of pain and suffering. Like, I, I really didn't even think I was going to make it to 21. I really didn't think that I could be a good mom to Greenlee when I got out of prison. I didn't think that I could do anything on my own. I didn't think that, I don't know, I, I felt like I was going to be stuck in this hole. And as soon as I got out of prison, it was like God was like, yeah, I'm going to show you, though. Blessings, 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 blessings. And I'm just so grateful for that. And so I feel like when you go through such a toxic time in your life or or such toxic friendships and relationships, yes, it sucks at the time, but finally, when you get to where you're supposed to be, you, and I never thought I'd say that, but like you are grateful for everything you went through, you know? Well,
1: you learn or you pick up on all these red flags and you're like, okay, this is what I won't accept. I know to look out for this. And so, Going through trauma and going through all these hardships teaches you, you know, what to look out for. And you just grow into a wiser, sharper person. And so now we won't tolerate certain things that we've tolerated in the past because now we know what to look out for. But it's crazy to compare, like, past relationships to your marriage now because it's like night and day.
2: It really is.
1: There's like mutual respect. He communicates with you. There's a level of trust. Like,
2: I know. I mean, my family, our families, like, we're all involved. Like, everybody loves each other. Like, it's, it really is a, such a true blessing. Um, like, I love him so much. But on that note, have you ever been in love, friend? Like, have you ever had your heart broken, friend?
1: Um,. Okay, let's go on a break and then come back to this.
2: Okay. (laughs) Because it's a lot to unpack. (laughs) Okay, we'll be right back, (laughs) y'all.
1: Welcome back, Lil Biscuits. Um, We left off. Teja was asking me if I've ever been in love, (laughs) ever had my heart (laughs) broken. (laughs) (laughs) To answer those questions, yes. So... I've been in a few short-lived flings. I won't call them relationships. Um, But there's been two relationships that um, taught me a lot. So um, one has been going on and off for now 10 years come April. I have written almost every love song, relationship-type song about this individual. And I'm finally at a place where I feel like I can open up about it because it's been very hush. Uh, but before I dive into that one, I'm going to kind of talk about this relationship that I was in a few years ago. Um, so to answer your question, though, I would say I've been in love one time and I would say I loved one other person. I've loved two people, but I've only been in love with one person. Um, but This one particular guy, funny thing is both their names start with a J. J's are toxic. (laughs) If their name starts with a J, hit the hay running, bitch. Um, So I started dating this guy. We met on Tinder. And at first, like, we hit it off right away. And it was a fairy tale. And... At that point in my life i had lost 120 pounds i was very skinny i was so confident in who i was um i started dating and my life seemed to be coming together and i was like oh my god like this is beautiful and i had like kind of finally healed from that other relationship that i'm going to dive into but um it was like a real official relationship we were like actually public um except he was not out to his family and he had never dated a guy prior to dating me which has been my experience with every guy i've ever been involved with they've never been with a guy prior to me um but we started dating and then a few months in i was staying the night at his house and it got messy. He lived in like a a split level house where he had like the basement to himself and it was like a whole apartment. And so I would sneak in through the back door and stay the night with him. And we'd be pretty unbothered um, for the most part. But one time his mother was coming downstairs and he was like, oh my God, go run, and, run and hide. And so, <laughs> oh my God, he had like two storage rooms downstairs where his family kind of kept like miscellaneous things and um i went and hid behind this one door and he had i guess he had like taken a lamp from his mom's office or some shit and she came downstairs and was like hey i need a lamp and he knew I was hiding in the storage room. So he was like, oh, you can just take that lamp back. You can take it back. And she's like, no, you can, you can keep that one. I'm going to go get one out of the room. <laughs> and so she goes to the room across from me and I can see her in the crack of the door that I'm behind in the other room. She like scratches her head, looks around, nothing. And then she comes in the room that I'm in, pushes the door. I'm like, Holy up shit. against the wall and i'm like trying so hard not to breathe and then i just hear her inhale she's like and i had um very strong cologne on and she pulled the door back and oh my god what are you doing here what's going on here you're the reason my son's acting weird and like she knew and she convinced this man that i was like a witch who was like casting spells on him <laughs> but she was like i played it off cool i was she was like, why are you hiding? What's going on? Uh, y'all are seeing each other. And like, I was, I played it off. I was like, no, she, she was, couldn't understand why I was hiding. And so I like on a right off the rip, like, I don't know how I just pulled this out of my ass, but I was like, no. Um, so like, I know how it looks and I know I'm like, gay. And like, so I was scared that you would assume this. And like, I know how outsiders might perceive what's going on. So I hid because I didn't want you to think something was going on, but we just do music. He plays guitar and I sing and like, we're just friends. She wasn't buying it. She read my life to filth for like 20 minutes. And then that was one instance. And then one night I came to his house at like 3 a.m. And he didn't really have good service down in his basement. And and while I was approaching the back door, he, I guess, had texted me, don't come in yet. I didn't get that message. Oh, shit. I walked in and his mom was like in her underwear. And she said, what are you doing here? Blah, 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 blah. Get out of my house. It was a whole thing. But he never came out to his family. He never was open with his friends and his – like when we would hang around like people he knew, we had to pretend that we were friends. And, um, I shouldn't have been accepting of that, but I was trying to be patient with him because I knew, you know, he had never been with a guy. And so I was like, you know what, coming out of the closet is something so personal and I would never try to push somebody out of the closet and everyone's got to come to terms with their sexuality at their own, at their own time. So I was really just trying to show him, you know that i was patient and that i you know accepted him as is but we had to work on that we dated for like a year and a half and there was no progress but um one day i had never like used his phone and anytime like we would be playing music in his car i would be like oh let me change this song and he would always be like looking over my shoulder at, like what i was looking at and like at that time i had never been in like a real real relationship so like I didn't think too much of it and then one particular day I went into Starbucks and I had his phone like we got a did like a mobile order off his phone and so I went in and while I was waiting in line my intuition was like Cam, look in his phone you've never looked in his phone you've never even had the opportunity to do so first fucking thing I see this message of him talking to, to some bitch Oh, I was dreaming about you last night. I had my hands in your pants. I hope I am I dream about you again tonight. I fucking went outside. Fuck the coffees we just bought. I threw that phone at his goddamn face and said, Who the fuck is this bitch? And then he begged me not to leave him. And I was like, you know what? We'll work on this. He explained himself out of that situation. And then like three days went on. And I could tell he was like acting you know, kind of distant. And I was like, hey, like, is this what you want? Yeah, like, uh, yeah. And I'm like, why do you have, why do I hear so much hesitation? Like, is this what you want? And then it was like the floodgates open. Well, I told you I'd never been with a guy before. And I, I just don't think this is sustainable for long term and blah, 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 like all this bullshit. But like I do care about you and uh, this is – it was just so much. And then we had like talked about kind of taking a break but working on like getting back together when we could figure our shit out. And so we were still seeing each other. And to my knowledge, we were still exclusive with no label. And so we were still seeing each other. We were still intimate. And it was literally like nothing changed. We still were going on dates. We still were boom, boom, pow, and everything in between that a couple would do. Um, And then I went to Florida, and I had like actually one of my first hair readings. And that's why I got this... um, three of swords tattoo on my inner arm actually the tarot reader was like you're about to go through a major heartbreak there's going to be a major betrayal bitch i went home he at this point like hadn't like for some reason his phone broke or whatever and he was like kind of like suicidal all the time i don't know why i've attracted so many guys that are like that which if that if you're going through that please seek help and he was medicated for it but I would always try to like be there for him, and so I was scared that he had done something when he wasn't communicating with me. But anyways, when I got back home, at the time, my car was broke down, and then my friend Alyssa, actually my ex-girlfriend, LOL, shout out to you, Alyssa, she was like, I want to know what's going on. So she drove me from Winder, Georgia, all the way to Woodstock. It was like a two-hour drive, and we got there, and his car was there. So I was like, okay, he's must be okay. And then, or his car wasn't there. And I was like, he must be okay because his car's not here. And she was like, I was like, we can just go now. And she's like, no, I'm not convinced that everything's okay. And I was like, okay. So we waited like 30 minutes down the road and we came back and we came back. There was two cars in the driveway. And so I was like, still wasn't thinking too much about it. And then his mom hated me. So I had her go to the door And be like, hey, I work with so-and-so. I'm just checking on him because he hasn't gotten back to me. Just want to make sure he's okay. And then she's like, yeah, he's okay. He's downstairs. And I had her. This sounds so -so toxic. I had her go down to his backyard and like peep through his window. (laughs) And lo and behold, the bitch that he told me not to worry about that he worked with, they were both naked. Like he was in his underwear and she was wet with a towel around her. And, yeah, it was a whole hot-ass mess express. And so that happened, and that kind of was, like, this big betrayal right after this terror reader told me about that, you know? And so he somehow explained himself away and was like, oh, no, like, we just went to the pool, and, like, he had talked so much shit about her in the past and, like, how he thought she was ugly and X, Y, Z, and so, like, I was – I wasn't fully convinced, I still had my doubts but at that point we kind of weren't like official official so i was like okay whatever and so we still kept seeing each other again for like three or four more months but i had Alyssa um text that girl because i knew who she was because he worked with her and i'd seen her instagram before he'd like made fun of her and like showed me her Instagram. anyways um so i had Alyssa like reach out to him on facebook and three months later because like if you're not friends with somebody you know like your message will go to like the um message requests and so three months later she replied and was like yeah i do know so-and-so We are dating (laughs) i'm like are you kidding me and so then i called him and i said hey so um she gave me her number and we talked on the phone i said i just got off the phone with so-and-so looks like y'all were just fooling around yesterday funny because i told her that on monday you have my in your mouth bitch like oh
2: my gosh
1: <laughs> right and so that was that and that was kind of a that was pretty much the end of that and we stopped seeing each other but i was really hurt about that i wrote a few songs about him but not on the level of this other one i'm going to get into so he i feel like i i did love him yeah. and i do have love for him and we do still communicate um from time to time but it's not romantic at all like i don't have feelings for him in that way anymore but this other relationship i'm not gonna give specifics because it'll be a dead giveaway but one of one of my brother's besties um and i have had this private affair going on for now 10 years come april and i genuinely did fall in love with him and we've had such great chemistry anytime we've ever been together it's like nothing but laughs and like passion and like eye contact. Like I'm so big on eye contact and you know, he same thing, never been with a guy prior to me. Um, And for 10 years on and off, I've allowed him to come weasel his way back into my life. I'll cut him off and say, I'm done with that. And then he'll come back some way, shape, form or fashion. And invade my life and then it's like been so traumatizing to me because i feel like i can't get over it because he always comes around and he's like my fucking kryptonite like he knows what he's doing he comes around comes and goes as he pleases and has always gotten away with it but now i'm like putting my foot down and like he actually told me not to talk about this. But you know what? This Yeah, is, who
2: are you to tell? Who are
1: you? You're not going to tell me I can't talk about this on my fucking podcast, bitch. Like, who are you? The past, bitch. Um, <laughs> but, you know, that whole situation is messy um, because, you know, he'll sit here and tell me, oh, like, I do care about you. and I've always had feelings for you. And my feelings have never went away. And, like, okay. This is gonna sound so horrible of me, um and I really hope that people don't look at me in a in a different light because i don't I don't condone this behavior, but this particular situation has been going on for so long, so he ended up getting married, and we continued to see each other, and I was putting up with that.
2: But he also kept giving you false hope too, saying oh, yeah. that they were going to divorce and stuff. Yeah. And, and he, so you went along with it thinking that, okay, and, and it's just progressed and he's he, you found out he was a liar.
1: Yeah. And he, you know, was telling me how he wants to run away and be with me. And like, everything was different. Like, cause I cut him off for like three years out of my life. And then he recently came back into my life early this year and like the energy was way different. Like it was very much him chasing me and him being like, oh, like I finally have came to terms with my sexuality and I finally like want to make things right. And these were my feelings because he was never vocal about his feelings until this year. I knew they were there because I could feel it, but he never was comfortable to share with me like how he really felt. And so, you know, I told him from the jump, like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to dive back into that trauma if you're not you know ready to grow the fuck up and be different about the situation and loan be fucking hold just as always he's back on his bullshit so we don't talk anymore um he blocked me randomly on everything and that is like I have a lot of friends who are like me, who are androgynous, who are, you know, gender fluid. I I consider myself gender fluid. So we kind of like attract the same type of guys, like guys who are into us cause we're feminine, but also like have like that, you know, bit of curiosity and want like that masculine side of us as well. And the thing is, is we tend to always get involved in these down low affairs with people who are not secure in themselves. And it never leads to any good. And it has fucked my brain up so much and like diminished my self-worth because I'm like, damn, like I can't get him to stick around for me. And I know it's not me because I know what I bring to the table. I know, you know, my worth. But for years, I was like, had no trust for anybody. And like I still struggle with trust because of the lies and manipulation that he's Put me through, and then he had the audacity to tell me recently that, "Oh, well, you knew my circumstance, as if I'm supposed to hold you accountable. You knew your circumstance. Like why? He, he I-
2: lied.
1: Yeah, and you're. T- I only went on with it because you were telling me like you were not happy and you wanted to basically pack up and and leave your situation. And like I really, honestly, genuinely do feel bad for. His wife, she doesn't deserve that. And, like, I don't have a problem with her. And I understand why, you know, she made him, to, like, block me and everything. But, like, I'm going off of what he's telling me, you know. And I, it was stupid of me to get involved at this stage of my life. Like, but, like Selena Gomez says, the heart wants what it wants. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh.
2: Period, my friends
1: it's yeah. just, it, it's, <laughs> just so it, it's just you should not accept that at all like going forward i had kind of already like for the past few years after that other relationship i had told myself you know what i'm not going to get involved with anybody who's not securing themselves somebody who's not out to their family and i stood i stood by that and i i haven't gotten involved with anybody else like that since but then he comes around and like is painting this picture to me that he's ready to change finally and showed me that he had changed was calling me every day we'd be on the phone for hours and then boom goes right back to the bullshit and so moving forward I and anybody listening who is like myself um if they're not out and they don't proudly want to own y'all's relationship stop fucking with them because it's like you it's so mentally exhausting. If you exhausting. don't feel
2: secure, something is wrong. Well, it, it, like for example, in 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 previous years, my anxiety or my intuition always told me when something's wrong. If I'm yeah. worried about something, if I feel worried or is go ahead and break up cuz something's wrong. Something's going on and you're going to find out about it. Might be it might take a while but something's going on. Yeah. If you don't feel secure or at peace with Something, then something's not right.
1: Well, I mean, (sighs) sexuality is like such a thing because I I feel like for men, it's a lot harder to like come to terms because of societal norms and like how people feel. And like, you know, I do feel for him at the same time because his biggest stress was how his family would um, handle the situation. Right. So, like, it's a lot of it comes from fear. And that's why I don't want to like put names. Out there, and I don't want, like, I do still love him. I'm not gonna sit here and lie. Um, but I don't trust him, and it sucks because I've never had that type of bond with anybody. And now it's like, I am scared that I won't find that type of connection because when we're together in person, like, it's like fucking fireworks, and then as soon as we go our separate ways, it's like cold shoulder. And so like, it's really left me second guessing my every move. Did I do something wrong? Like, am I not enough? Like, am I this? Am I that? But I'm at a place where I know like, it's not me. I know what I bring to the table. I know what I'm worth and I'm worth so much more than that. And I do hope that one day he can get his shit together and figure his life out and stop being a fucking whore and (laughs) commit to one or the other um but who knows it might not be in this lifetime and all you can do is pray and i do pray that he figures it out because taking myself out of the situation i know how hard it is to come to terms with your sexuality and like speaking on that like for anyone listening because i get a lot of messages like hey camel how do you come to terms with your sexuality and that is the hardest part is coming to terms with it for me like the hardest part was just uttering i'm gay I remember being in the cafeteria at my school, my 11th grade, um, and I sat in the mirror for like five minutes and was like, I'm, I'm, and I couldn't say it. And I finally was like, I'm gay. Light switch, bitch. Everything changed. From that moment forward, I was like, this is who I am. But, so I do feel for him because I know how hard that is, especially, like, I was, I've always been feminine, so it's, like, always been so obvious that I'm gay. Um, But he's, like, mask presenting. And so, like, guys like that, like, it is harder for them to come to terms because, like, one, people don't expect it out of them. And two, they're going to get more, like, flack from it because people don't expect it out of them. So when they come out, they're like, wait, no, but you dated girls and blah, 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 you're not. This is a phase. It's just toxic. Like, people need to accept people as is. And, like, I hate that people have to worry about what their family is going to think, what their friends are going to think. Because nobody should give a fuck. Nobody should care about how somebody else is living their life as long as they are not harming others. Like, let people live their life. You know what I'm saying? Period. But, yeah, that is a whole mess. And there's so many layers to it and so many details I don't want to share. But, um yeah, to answer your question, again, yeah, I've been in love twice. I mean, been in love once, but loved, I'd say, two people. But going forward, I will never accept somebody who is not out and not confident and comfortable within themselves. And I deserve to be shown off. like. Um, oh, that's all, and SMT right there. No, period. like I, it, fucking uh, Sway Lee and Janae's new song, In the Dark. Don't leave me in the dark. I deserve more. I'm somebody's reward. Period. Let I haven't it know, heard mama. it. Girl, it's so good. After this episode, I'm going to put you on, bitch, because that song I've been obsessed.
2: Period. <laughs> I should be a fucking singer. What do you think? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's enough. I'm fucking disgusting.
1: Well, um, this episode was all over the place, but- um, It's been very cute and gorgeous. Very cute, very gorgeous. And I'm glad I finally got that off of my chest. Um, Mr. Stink, I'll call him. I wish you well. And I hope you figure your your shit out.
2: Peace, love, and blessings.
1: Peace, love, and blessings to that one. But um, (laughs) I appreciate everybody listening to this episode and all the episodes. Make sure if you're listening on Apple Podcasts that you rate and review. We would greatly appreciate it. And, yeah, stay tuned to next week. Love love you you. guys. Bye, my little biscuits. Bye, biscuits.